You are listening to Preston's Poetry Podcast. Ever start reading a poem and find yourself only a couple of lines in, thinking, what exactly is happening here? I'm totally lost. You may even go so far as to think, I don't think this means anything at all. What a bunch of crap. <laughs> well, I can help with that. I've shared before that a good way of thinking about poetry is that poetry is concentrated, meaning that it takes a big, huge mass of information, of feelings, images, even whole life stories, and it distills those and crams it into as little space as possible. When a poet has to sit there and cut all the fat off the bone, so to speak, it involves really thinking hard about the smallest things, even things we find normal about writing. Maybe a red wheelbarrow just becomes a wheelbarrow. Maybe a whole sentence just becomes a fragment or even a word. Sometimes this can be a little off-putting because it's not something meant to just get in the first reading. Poetry is written to fit in that little pocket of your genes you never use, so that you can just pull it out and sit with it for a little while and get to know it more and more. It's been whittled down to only the essential information. Here's a poem that illustrates what I'm talking about. It's one of my favorite poems, and it's one about the good things about being married or in a long-term relationship. Before I read it, I want to thank the people at Copper Canyon Press for giving us the permission to use this poem. This poem is by C.D. Wright, and it's part of her collection called Steal Away. It's available on the website of Copper Canyon Press. Anyway, have a listen. This is Everything Good Between Men and Women from Steal Away, Selected in New Poems by C.D. Wright from Copper Canyon Press. Everything good between men and women has been written in mud and butter and barbecue sauce. The walls and the floors used to be gorgeous. The socks off-white and a near match. The quince with fire blight, but we get two pints of jelly in the end. Long walk strength in the back. You with the fever blister and myself with the sty. Eyes have we, and we are forever prey to each other's teeth. The torrents go over us. Thunder has not harmed anyone we know. The river coursing through us is dirty and deep. The left hand protects the rhythm. Watch your head. No fires should be unattended, especially when wind. Each receives a free Swiss army knife. The first few tongues are clearly preparatory. The impression made by yours I carry to my grave. It's just so sad, so creepy, so beautiful, blessed. We have so little time to learn, so much. The river courses dirty and deep. Cover the lettuce. Call it a night. O soul, flow on. Instead. In this poem, Wright distills marriage between men and women down to only the smallest, purest chunks. Moments of everyday nonsense, like the socks off-white in a near match, or things you might say to each other, like, cover the lettuce, let's call it a night. Watch your head, 
are even shorter, like blessed or instead. There are also big moments, like when a destructive pest, a fire blight, rolls through their orchard. But quote, we still get two pints of jelly in the end. That given time, struggles often aren't so bad as they once seemed. There's an air of belief that commitment and loss of total freedom that you used to have actually makes you a better person. Quote, long walks strengthen the back. No fire should be unattended, especially when wind. There's the caution, too, that it may be hard work with little reward. Each receives a free Swiss army knife. Itself a multi-tool that just comes in handy when you're in a pickle. There's a good dose of remembering what it used to be like when you were single. The walls used to be gorgeous. This poem meanders through all the most human things about being with someone over a long period of time. The gross things of mud and butter and barbecue sauce and lettuce, getting a fever blister, a sty. It also talks about the most heartfelt bittersweetness that comes with loving someone for so much. It also talks about the most heartfelt bittersweetness that comes with loving someone so much for so long. The river coursing through us is dirty and deep. There is still much more, but the point here is not to take all the enjoyment out of the poem, but to actually help you get into it. So what makes this a good example of concentration? You might have noticed that there are some little phrases that aren't even complete sentences, like, O soul, or the socks off-white in a near match. Poets sometimes cut out grammatically crucial parts of what they want to say, because even that's still not to the point enough. Not even the first line is included, everything good between men and women. It's the title, so no need to repeat it. That would be fluff. Imagine if Wright would have explained it all in complete sentences, like a novel would. Then we'd get something like this. Everything good between men and women has been written in mud and butter and barbecue sauce. Remember how the walls and floors used to be gorgeous? All the socks are off-white, not pure white, and now they're only a near match. The quince trees got that fire blight some years ago that ravaged the whole orchard we worked so hard to maintain. But at least we got two pints of jelly in the end. Come on, come with me. Long walk, strengthen your back. And so on. What I think that does is make it way too personal. That would be about the marriage of whoever's in the poem, not about relationships in general. But by cutting out all that extra fluff, we're left with just these images, little fading, fond memories of being in love with someone. The fact that these little glimpses are so momentary serve to just remind us not of what exactly is dear about that marriage, but about these little moments in general. It might as well say, hey, you know how this sort of thing happens in committed relationships? Its vagueness, the little glimpses, are now something we can relate to. Furthermore, the poem's focus is about sketching a little rough outline of all the various little facets there are in a diamond like marriage or other committed relationships. You may encounter all sorts of examples of this kind of thing, because poets do this all the time. 
I suspect that it was originally done to help fit words to a certain number of beats for music. And after that, it just became a sort of thing poets did to fit a certain syllable scheme and, say, sonnets or other metered forms. Maybe it was to save ink. But these limitations cause poets to have to think hard about what they really need and what really matters in the poems they write. And, as they say, kill their darlings doing it. Often poets will even delete some grammar-required things just because they're not actually getting us anywhere. Like when some poets just use commas instead of and. Because the and is just a cue to connect two important things, and the comma is just as effective. The and itself is not important. For example, consider when she says, the socks off white. It doesn't say the socks are off white now. Or this line, where the idea cuts off, just to give us a glimpse of what the speaker is saying. We have so little time to learn, so much. This poem is not a difficult one, but it is full of truncated little mentions that don't read like normal sentences we're used to reading. Wright doesn't tell you what's good between men and women, but instead just offers this kaleidoscope of what being in a committed relationship is like, from the gross facts of you with the fever blister and myself with a sty, to such heartfelt recollection of intimate moments. The first few tongues are clearly preparatory. The impression made by yours I carry to my grave. It's just so sad, so creepy, so beautiful. If you want to try it out for yourself, keep a little journal of the kind of small things you see happening or that you overhear. I don't know this for certain, but I bet C.D. Wright found herself yelling into the kitchen, Hey, cover the lettuce, will you? Remember what happened last time? The whole thing went rotten. And then just went to her notebook and jot down cover the lettuce. Now maybe you don't want to talk about committed relationships, especially ones that are only between men and women. But perhaps you might think of a loved one who recently passed that you want to remember. Or what it's like to work where you do. Or a friend. No matter what it is, jot it down. And you get this little catalog of moments, or these big reflections about the things that happen on a day-to-day basis. Put them all together and cut every bit of non-necessary information until you've got this flowing montage of little glimpses like the whole thing is flashing before your eyes. Now I want you to just simply enjoy this kaleidoscope of images again that we get from C.D. Wright as I reread Everything Good Between Men and Women one more time. Everything good between men and women has been written in mud and butter and barbecue sauce. The walls and the floors used to be gorgeous, the socks off-white and a near match, the quince with fire blight, but we get two pints of jelly in the end. Long walks strengthen the back, you with a fever blister and myself with a sty. Eyes have we, and we are forever prey to each other's teeth. The torrents go over us. Thunder has not harmed anyone we know. The river coursing through us is dirty and deep. The left hand protects the rhythm. Watch your head. No fire should be unattended, especially when wind. Each receives a free Swiss army knife. The first few tongues are clearly preparatory. The impression made by yours I carry to my grave. It is just so sad, so creepy, so beautiful. Bless it. 
We have so little time to learn, so much. The river courses dirty and deep. Cover the lettuce. Call it a night. O soul, flow on. Instead. I think about this poem a lot. It hits home with me because often loving someone so much over a long period of time is not really the romance that it used to be in the beginning. Things eventually get more serious and more human. Knowing the way someone's room smells and the odd places they grow hairs that are too long, which coffee cup they used without even seeing them using it, or the difficult times that seemed so bad then, but now you're totally prepared for. This is a poem I read often, and every time I do, it makes me appreciate all the good things between me and those that I love. Hey y'all, Preston here. Thanks for tuning in. My favorite lines of today's poem were, you with a fever blister and myself with a sty. Tell me yours or ask me stuff on Preston's Poetry Podcast, Instagram or Facebook page, or via the website, Preston's Poetry Podcast.com. We'll see y'all.